predictions for Saturday's game, including predictions from around the ACC. All of that and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. On today's show, we're going to dive in and give a preview and prediction for Saturday's game against the Syracuse Orange. With me today, I have Eric Hostis. Eric, how's it going? Well, I'm good. Certainly better than the uh, BC football team, that's for sure. All right. So, Eric, I'm going to jump right into this. Um, Eric, uh, Dennis Grossell, go ahead. Give me crap for it. Well, you were... You were supporting the, him just seven days ago, so I assume you still are now, and nothing's changed. No, I. No, so okay, here's, here's here's where I stand, and I will make my my predict my position clear here. Thank you. I I supported Dennis Grossell through two games: the 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 Clemson game and the NC State game, and then I thought I would give him one more chance with Louisville. We both I listened to it. We both thought that he'd be able to find things in that defense. He didn't. <laughs> he struggled and i i want to say right now i'm officially off the bandwagon i'm wow. on, um and um i don't think i honestly i do not believe he should be the quarterback now here's my question for you do you think he'll be the quarterback on saturday given jeff halfley's comments um i think we're gonna see uh, see some sort some sort of mix i just the thing i can't wrap my head around is people that have seen the other quarterbacks more than me certainly have been consistent in telling me all of September and all of October that none of these guys are ready yet. So right. I, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm having, I'm having a heart, not that Dennis Grossell has been, been good, but I, I I'm so that being said, I'm having a hard time imagining him being halfway throwing one of these guys into the mix and them playing a whole game. Like I can't, I can't connect the dots between none of these guys being ready to one of them suddenly suiting up against Syracuse and playing the entire game. So right. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the prediction of you see some kind of mix of Dennis Grossell and, you know, one of the younger guys. And, you know, that, that, that would be, uh, that would be acceptable for me. I, I actually said last week that, um, I, I'd like for them to start doing the old Tom O'Brien where you put the young guy in for a series in the second quarter um, every game to just give him experience and see what you got. So I'd certainly open to some kind of mix, but I, I do I do feel a little badly for these one of these young quarterbacks because uh, this is a pretty good defense they're going against this week, certainly better than uh, the Louisville defense they played last week. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was the game that, like – that I was expect. That's why I expected Grossell to play well. I mean, we saw him do well against a poor UVA defense last year. I figured he would do well enough to get the offense moving, but he looked exactly the same as he did against Louisville and against Clemson. And so the thought, like going back to Halfley's comments, I did a whole episode just on that one comment alone. And I had some more feedback of it. And, and as I've kind of stewed on it, um, I've been able to kind of get to where I think he, what he's going to, I can think of what he's doing. First of all, 
the comment that he said where he said it was an easy decision to make. That to me means Dennis Grossell because he's not going to say it's an easy decision to bench Dennis Grossell. I just don't, unless he had a huge flub of the tongue, it doesn't make any sense for him to say that. Am I correct? Like he's a battled veteran, a guy that you just, you've been crowing about since training camp to say, well, you, you, you know, now that you mentioned it, that, that would be really <laughs> just uh hugely trolling Grossell if he said it was an easy decision and then doesn't bring him back out there. And then uh, on top of that, the other pieces that kind of slid into place after I listened to yesterday's press conference, Luch- Joe- Joey Lucchetti, the tight end, and Alex Linkfield, the running back, both talked in the present tense about Dennis Grossell as their quarterback. So to me, that strikes me like I know that they have all been kind of programmed to say the right things. To me, that strikes me as Grossell. And I, I agree with you, Eric. I think what's going to, but what I think is going to end up happening is um, Grossell is going to get a very, very short leash. Like they're going to try him out there. And if they see the same stuff happening over and over again, they're going to go to the bullpen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think you have no choice. You can't, you can't just keep, if we see what we've seen over the last three weeks, certainly including last week against a really poor defense, then you have to just try something else at that point. Um, and so we're moving on to Syracuse now. It's And as you said, it's a good defense. And that's what surprises me about Dino Babers is that this is a guy that has, you know, has re, you know, one of the things that he has done really well is this, especially this year, is really redefined his team. I mean, this is a team that for years past has been tempo, throw, 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 going that air raid offense. And now all of a sudden he's like almost like a Dazio light. He's got like a, a mobile quarterback, a, a running back that can can punish you. What are your thoughts on Syracuse at this point, Eric? Yeah, just like you said, I'm actually kind of impressed by um, Dino Babers. You know, he, what a journey this guy's had. You know, I think we forget that just a couple of years ago, after Cuse had that uh, pretty good season, um, he was at, he he actually had his name you know float around for some pretty big jobs out there, and he he ended up staying at Syracuse and and most Syracuse fans were pretty thrilled that he stayed there and was going to keep building on, on momentum. They seemed to be getting better every year when he first arrived. And then of course, last year was a disaster of a season. And it it felt like, felt like he was a lame duck this year that, you know, they were going to just kind of continue what they did last year and, and kind of, kind of fade away. But really Cuse has been probably one of the biggest surprises in the conference. And, and that's, that's, the side of a pretty good coach when you can uh you know redefine your philosophy your style and adapt to the players you have and and that's what he's done i think i think he probably wishes he had this defense to pair with some of those offenses he had earlier in his career at Cuse, but um they're getting the job done and this this game certainly went from a game that i had marked as an easy win to start the year to uh the way bc's playing now obviously it's going to be a huge challenge All right, in a moment, we're going to talk all about Sean Tucker and that defense. But before we do that, this episode of Locked On Boston College is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where families and friends can come to connect. A place where classmates can come up for study groups, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of hash browns and french fries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place where you look forward to stopping by after a long road trip and you need to refuel. Head on over to McDonald's and have
have a good time. They have my favorite, the sausage McMuffin, and I love to get that with hash brown and orange juice. That's my weekend, my weekend meal when I head on over to the, the Golden Arches and check that out. Now, when you head over to McDonald's, make sure to say, I'm loving it. Uh, I'm loving it. There you go. You get me singing it, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all right. So locked on Boston College here. This is AJ Black. I'm joined by, all, as always, as a, uh, by Eric Hoffman on Fridays. This is our, our prediction and preview episode. We talked a little bit about Dennis Grossell. We were talking just getting into Dino Babers and the nice job he's done at retooling this Syracuse team. And what strikes me about this team, when you look at the, the strength of their team, especially that offense, is their running back, Sean Tucker, who leads the nation in running right now, I believe, and is one of the most dynamic running backs, but you don't hear him mentioned at all. And it's probably because Syracuse is only four and four, but he is he is single-handedly kind of lifted that offense. Eric, watching him run, what who does he remind you of or what what kind of style do you think of when you see Sean Tucker? Yeah, I mean, he's a powerful guy that um, can also make some people miss. And I you're right. He gets absolutely zero recognition. And I've been, I've been trying to rack my brain. Um, I'm, I'd be pretty confident. He's, he's the, one of the one or two best running backs that BC has went up against this year. Can you think of anyone you'd clearly say is better? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Clemson had a couple guys, but neither of them were, you know, Marfa no. and their other back there was not anywhere near the level that Sean Tucker is. No, so this is this is obviously uh, got to be a huge challenge. This guy, this guy's the real deal for sure, and um, it'll it'll be interesting. The uh, BC linebackers have kind of been up and down this year, so uh, you kind of hope uh, they they have their A game this weekend, or it's it, it could spell trouble for sure. And I think the piece that adds the issue to me, like if if BC had to go one on one with a good running back. I feel I would feel confident that Jeff Halfley could could manage that, right? If it was just the running back, like if it was Tommy DeVito and that running back, I'd be okay. But Garrett Schrader has 12 rushing touchdowns, and I know he's not Malik Cunningham. And Malik, but Malik Cunningham shredded BC last week, and it opened up the uh, the running game for them as well. And I just worry that if they get Schrader going that's going to open huge holes for Sean Tucker. And if you get him in space, he's going to cause some major problems for that defense. Yeah. We said it last week, right. That, that BC is kind of historically, no matter who the coaches struggled to contain running quarterbacks. And it was just another chapter added on last week. So let's see, let's see if uh Halfley can get it figured out. You know, that's his, that's his thing, obviously a defensive guy. So, um, this a lot will be on him to get that fixed for this weekend. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, I heard his comments about Tem Lokabu from the last week. And he said, I believe he said, I was happy with how they def- defended against Malik Cunningham. And I was like, okay, <laughs> wow. um, uh, I, I know he was also, I could hear him angry about it um, after the game. Cause I know he was saying that a lot of the guys were out of place. They were missing gaps, things like that. Um, now, the BC offense, we talked about Grossell. We talked about if he's playing. We don't know. We don't know. And that's, that's, the, that's the, the frustrating part about this is we don't know who the quarterback is. And that could dictate how – I mean, the, the, the game plan is going to be the same. Half we keep saying that over and over again. You know, they're going to do the same thing no matter who the quarterback is, I believe. 
how is BC going to be able to move the ball? I mean, I, I feel like defenses are now just cheating in so much that they can't do anything short or intermediate. They can't run the ball anymore uh, efficiently or, or consistently because they're just, you know, running into trouble and then they fall behind. And once they play fall, once they're behind, it's over. Um, you're exactly right. And I, this, this might be one of the week where you, weeks where you start, um, pulling out the gadget plays and, and things like that, try and jumpstart the team. And I, to be honest, I, I, I know like, I know like their number of possessions and plays is cut way down. So because the offense has been so bad, so I can't, I can't totally bl- blame the staff, but I, I'd like to see him try and get the ball in Zay Flowers hands more. I know it's easier said than done, but this guy is the playmaker on the team, and it's it's obvious that they can't hit him deep. So I'd I'd love for them to try and figure out a way to to some somehow get him involved in other ways, whether it's lining up on the backfield and throwing it to him out of the backfield or 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 anything. Because it, it's obviously nothing's working right now. So I think when all else fails, you have to get the ball in your playmaker's hands and, and figure out creative ways to do that. Yeah, I mean, I I've seen them trying. I've seen a couple plays, and it seems like again, the defenses are cheating so much, so much up that like by the time, uh, you know, if Zay flowers catches it two or three yards out, there's like five guys on him by the time he catches the ball um, because they're all just waiting for the short stuff. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm flabbergasted with this offense right now and I don't know how they fix this. It seems like I don't want to say it sounds like 2015 all over again, but it's, it's almost to me getting to that point because they get the, they got way more talent. I don't, I want to say that right off the bat. It just seems like the, the, the scheme is so broken right now that they can't get out of their own way. And you know, the, the offensive line's not doing them any favors. Do you have any thoughts on the offensive line too? Cause I, I, I kind of ripped into some of the plays on there because I, I think some of the guys, I think Alec Winston has been playing out of his mind. And I think Zion Johnson's been pretty good and Christian Mahogany has been pretty good, but some of those tackle plays, I mean, man, Tyler Vrabel had a rough game on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, he's had a rough year overall. Um, there's, there's, there's kind of been a couple plays per game. I feel like where you can kind of like, look, I'm no offensive line guru. So I, I shouldn't be able to like clearly pick out when you, when you get beat on a play. Um, and that seems to be happening a lot with him. I don't know how much uh, is injury related or not, but but yeah, you're getting kind of kind of inconsistent play from the line, some really good play from a couple players like you named, and not so good from others. Um, but really, I mean, when the defense are cheating up like this, I mean, you can have the best O line in the country, and and you're going to struggle when when your quarterback can't hit anyone more than 15 yards down the field. So, um, I, you know, I I think I think we're trying to place the blame in other other places but i mean the the main problem right now is they can't hit a pass like over 15 yards in the air and when you can't do that in the year 2021 um, you're going to have some serious trouble on offense for sure i think mitch put it best mitch wolf our uh, monday co-host he said you know i he he texted me the other day and said i've been watching the he watches the film he's he does scouting work some on, on some other sites and he said I don't know how you can watch that film and say it's anyone other than Dennis Grossell, like consistently. <laughs> of course, there's like plays where blitzes, you know, like where Vrabel missed that block last week. 
that's not Grossell's fault. I mean, the guy came in basically untouched, but like the deep stuff, some of those reads where he's just missing guys, it's on him. So I've, I don't know how, like, half, what's say that again? Go ahead. No, I was, gonna, I was jumping in saying, yeah, that's why, you know, when uh, even when I'm talking about the staff trying to find ways to get Zay flowers, the ball, I mean, that that's just kind of scratching for answers to try and get the offense started. I mean, I mean, Mitch is right when like, like I and like I just said when you can't hit a receiver 20 yards down the field it severely severely limits and limits your offense and like you go back to the Clemson game the NC State game even last week I mean there's guys open down the field the ball's just not getting to them so it's it's tough it, it, it's tough it's really tough for me to, to to question any any of the coaching when like they're getting the guys open you got to make the plays though yeah. All right, Eric, we're, this is probably going to be the most depressing prediction time I think we've had all season because I think we've predicted BC in all seven games. Um, go ahead make your prediction for Saturday. Well, you know what? I, I just think I just think Jeff Halfley is a really good coach. I, I just can't picture this guy losing four games in a row and that I, I think what I think one of the things that they're going to try and take advantage of this week is special teams. Um, one of the things I haven't seen talked about a ton about Syracuse is um, for, for as many good things as they're doing, but besides, between their rushing attack and their defensive stats being the, you know, the number three D in the ACC, basically behind Clemson and NC state um, Cuse kind of struggles a bit on special teams. Um, they're last in the ACC in yards per punt. Uh, their field goal kicker is uh, seven of twelve on field goal attempts this year, which percentage-wise is the, is last in the ACC. Um, all their kick return, punt return stats—they're all middle of the pack. Um, I, I I think it's interesting. I think I think Halfley's a smart coach, and he's going to try and take advantage of of that side of the ball in the three phases because hey, his offense can't get anything going. So you gotta you gotta try and find edges somewhere else. And I, I think we're gonna see something with the special teams. He's gonna take advantage of that this week. So I'm calling for uh BC to pull off the upset here. Uh 21 to 20 over Syracuse. Oh wow. All right. So here's my thoughts. Um if it's gross I mean it's hard to just gauge this, but I'll go with what I'll I'll give you two predictions. If Grossell Pitt plays I think BC will continue to struggle. I, I think they're going to yank him by halftime. I think the offense will still struggle no matter who they put out there. And I have Syracuse winning this easy, like 28 to 14. I'll go with the same score as the Louisville game. Wow. Yep. Can you imagine if I told you a couple of weeks ago you were going to predict Syracuse to blow DC's <sighs> doors off by two touchdowns? I it's a road game against an offense. I don't think BC is set to stop. I, I worry about this game a lot. I don't think they wow. have it. So 28, 14 and, and even, you know what? I'll even stick with the same score. If even if it's Emmett Moorhead or Dalen Menard, I don't, I don't know. I'll say 28, 14 in this game. Wow. I know. I know. All right. In a moment, Eric and I are going to go through the rest of the ACC and look at some games, including a big time ro- new uh, renewed rivalry game between Florida state and Clemson. But Let's chat about Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. New web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. 
From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you haven't heard me talk about Bilt Bar, you haven't been listening enough. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It is delicious. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. Sometimes you just need a glass of water to see you swallow the things. Bilt Bar is completely different. It's soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. You know I love them. I have them. I had one right before I got on with Eric. I had a chocolate uh, chip cookie dough uh, bar. It was amazing. And if you want to try some other flavors, maybe that's not the style you like, you can check out the raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and coconut uh, cherry barcia. Cherry barcia is excellent, too. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, head on over to BuiltBar.com to receive and use promo code Locked On to receive 15% off your next order. Eric Costas is here. I just gave my all uber depressing predictions for Saturday's game where I have BC losing quite a bit. What we're going to do now is go around the rest of the ACC and look at some of the other games this weekend. This is a full slate of games. Um, I did some wagering last week. I did a parlay, a four-way parlay, and I tanked hard. Um, this week, I don't know. I haven't even looked at the bets of what I want to make, but I'll tell you when we go along, um, and Eric can give his predictions as well. First game, Virginia Tech is a four-point underdog at Georgia Tech. What? Eric, wow. go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, Virginia Virginia Tech, it, <laughs> excuse me. Um, wow, how the... Uh, how the money had fallen, you know, Tech had that big win to start the year against North Carolina and uh, just two and four since then. Um, and I don't I don't really love either of these teams. I guess I just take the points and hope for the best. But neither of these teams, I feel like, you know, we're going to get every week, any week. Um, so I'll take Virginia Tech, but I don't feel good about it. All right. Next game. And this is your chance to brag your brag away, Eric, because I told you uh, you were wrong when you did it and you picked it correctly. You picked Miami last week to beat NC State. And well, you, you nailed I, it. I, I, I did, but I, I, I that was that's called I've gambled for way too long because that was one of those games where uh, it just made no sense. And I was like, who the hell would take Miami in this game? But sometimes you got to do that because they're just Vegas is just dying for you to uh, begging for you to take a team. You don't want to do it. They were begging you to take. North Carolina State last week, and, and Miami pulled it off. And actually, surprisingly, Miami has played a lot better since King, King went down for the year. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's the old Bill Simmons Ewing effect or what, but um, you know they they beat NC State, um, putting up thirty one points last week. Um, they put up forty two the week before that um, against North Carolina. Um, it, it, they put up. Uh, 28 against Virginia the week before that, even though Virginia's defense is not very good. But the bottom line is they, they went from one of the worst offenses in the ACC to not that bad um, since Van Dyke has took over a quarterback. So, um, yeah, Miami, it's a nice turnaround story for, for them. Um, they're going on the road at, at Pitt this week. Um, man, nine and a half. 
this is another one where it's like, wow, Pitt has looked so good. Aren't they just going to blow the doors off Miami? Um, I'm actually going to ride the Canes here. I think I think they keep playing well. They're playing a lot better than they were earlier in the year. I'm on there with you with this one. It just seems like the the, the line is really fat, and um, you're right. The one thing to think about though is Miami going to have a letdown game after a big win. Um, I don't think they will. I think they'll continue to ride it, and I take Miami with the points in this one. All right. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they'll have a letdown play it against Pitt, who's who's the best team in in maybe the whole conference right now. So I think they'll be up for it. Speaking of large uh, lines, nine and a half points for Clemson over Florida state. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Seminoles in this one. Florida state's been playing a lot better than Clemson. I don't know if they're going to outright beat them, but they've also got a little added uh, motivation after that debacle last year. Um, I think they're gunning for this game. And I think Clemson is, um, is definitely a sitting duck to, to not only co- not cover this, but possibly lose it. Yeah, AJ, I'm actually with you on that. You know, I I had a horrendous pick last week taking UMass on the 35 points against <laughs> Florida State. Um, really, I, you know, and my thinking was I didn't think you. I, I know UMass is bad, but I, I didn't think they were bad, bad like UConn level bad. So, um, and I thought Florida State would be looking ahead to the Clemson game this week, and they were locked. They were locked in last week, um, and they're you're right. They're playing a lot better, and I mean, that Clemson offense can barely score 10 points. Like, never mind, you know, cover a spread by around that number. So give me the points. Give me the Knowles. They're playing a lot better. All right. And then following that, there is Duke and Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a 16 point favorite. Now, Wake Forest played in one of the most entertaining games where they won, I think, 70 to 56 against Army. Yeah, 70 to 56 against Army in a game that had absolutely no defense at all on either side. But Duke is Duke's offense is not very good. Can they keep it within 16 points, Eric? I wouldn't take Duke right now. They they just I I feel bad, you know, David Cutcliffe. I thought his team would have kind of a bounce back year this year, and they're just not a very good football team. So Wake Forest just keeps rolling. They're a machine right now, and as far as the ACC goes, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding the Demon Deacons. All right, seven thirty start. Louisville at NC State. These are two the last two teams that beat Boston College. Uh, NC State's a seven point favorite in this game. Will NC State bounce back, or is this the start of Dave Doran kind of getting right back into that middle sweet spot about eight wins for the ACC? No, I, I, um, I'm gonna take NC State in this game. Um, I, I, despite what we watched with our own eyes last weekend, I just still don't think Louisville is very good. Um, I think NC state can score on that defense. And, and I think the NC state defense bounces back a little bit and has a big performance. Plus, you know, I always do look to see who Clemson has, um, coming up kind of an overlook factor there. And, and Louisville is hosting Clemson in a big game next weekend. So I'm going to take NC state in this one. All right, I'm not going to touch that game. <laughs> That's the one I'm going <laughs> to stay off of. All right, UNC, they they draw the 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 Fighting Irish. It's a three-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, I don't know who I want in this game. I, I'm going to stick with the Irish. I think, you, excuse me, UNC has been very inconsistent this year. I think Notre Dame will pull this one off. Yeah, I, I just don't want any part of North Carolina until they – until they show me they can kind of like play a complete game. And they, they've only really done that against Duke a couple of weeks ago. And I, I don't think Duke's very good. 
you know, they couldn't beat Florida, Florida State, who's playing better. But, you know, at home, you shouldn't lose by 10 to Florida State if you're a good team. Um, you know, barely squeaked by Miami last week, even though, like I said, Miami playing better. But, you know, North Carolina, you know, they should be beating teams like Miami, Florida State um, by double digits if they're kind of on Notre Dame's level, which is what the spread is suggesting. Um, so I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with the Irish this weekend. I, I wouldn't want the points with Carolina right now. All right, and finally, a game that I think could be a lot of fun: BYU, uh, Virginia to carry. Uh, sorry, Virginia travels to BYU, and BYU is a two and a half point favorite. I've been waiting for Virginia to have a big win, and I think this could be it for them. They're gonna get a top twenty-five win against BYU. I like Brandon Armstrong. I know their defense is garbage, but I I think they could do it. Well, that's uh, that's a confident pick from you. Um, that that would be a great one for them. BYU nationally ranked and uh, Bronco going home. Hey, I kind of like you know what you sold me. I really had no opinion on the game, but I'll ride your pick on this one as well. We'll take B- Virginia. BYU has a really. I mean, I, I ride on UVA for having a bad defense. Uh, BYU is 165th in the country too, so they're <laughs> yeah, not exactly. they're not much better. And it, I. I think if you put that kind of defense against Armstrong, he could, he could put up some points. Yeah. Eric, let's wrap things up. We're out of time. Uh, Where can people find you on social media? You can check out all my great college football and college hoop stakes on Twitter at EJ Hoffsis, H O F F S E S and all my barbecue on Hoffa BBQ across Instagram and Facebook. All right, Eric, thanks for all, as always, for coming on. This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. You can follow our podcast at Lockdown BC. Hey, my blue check is back again. I don't think it's going to go away this time. And if you want to DM me and ask me why, I can find out. I'm kidding. I have no idea. I'm just hoping it stays there. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube. Just look up Lockdown BC. You can find our latest episodes up on there. Make sure to follow our podcast. Uh, our podcast feed and you can get all of the latest updates on Monday. We'll be joined by Mitch Wolf as always to review the Syracuse game. Talk about the ups and downs. We will talk about uh, the game and the quarterback situation. Hopefully we'll get some answers on Saturday. This is AJ black. Thank you all for listening and see you soon. Take care.